Hello and welcome to Heart Awake. This is Janessa. This is another Astrology for Awakening episode. We are focusing on the eclipse, specifically the solar eclipse, the new moon that is happening in Sagittarius this weekend. Regardless of when you are listening to this episode, though, whether you're listening to this a few days after the eclipse or even weeks or months after, what I'm going to do in this episode for us is talk about eclipses in general first and offer some key themes around what eclipses are, what they signify, the energy of these very potent, energetic, emotional, spiritual, and even physical portals that we move through collectively and individually. And this is a significant eclipse because it is not only in many ways closing the portal that's been open since November 19th of 2021 when we had a lunar eclipse in Taurus, it's also closing the portal of a longer journey and story since June of 2020. And I'll break that apart and share that with you. I know that might sound a little complicated at first, but this is the nature of eclipses. This is the nature of the moon. We move in cycles and phases, and often those cycles are overlapping. We have the opportunity to experience these different energies astrologically almost like layers, right? And every eclipse that comes, we are deepening into that. We're getting into a whole other layer of who we are, a realization about us. And this is significant for so many ways because when we approach astrology from the perspective of transformation, of empowerment, of awakening, We look at eclipses, we look at any astrological event, and we ask ourselves, how is this supporting our overall evolution and change? And alignment, oftentimes realignment, with who we are, our core essence. And that's the way that I practice astrology. I see life as a massive adventure and experiment. (laughs) And when we encounter life experiences, life events, they are these, as I keep using the word, portals and opportunities to dig in deeper and to wake up even more to what is divine in me and what is divine in you, what is divine in us. So let's talk about eclipses and some of the themes that come through around this particular type of astrological event. The word eclipse comes from the Greek word for disappearance or abandonment. It's this idea of something vanishing, something disappearing from our sight and our our direct perspective. And this is what happens, right, with a lunar eclipse, a solar eclipse, They are eclipsed. They disappear for a few moments. And often there's this emphasis on the disappearance, right? That's the shock and awe (laughs) of like what was here is now no longer here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What I tend to focus on is, yes, this idea of disappearance and what does it mean for something that was here to all of a sudden disappear, but also what comes with the reappearance? What comes with that revelation 
I use the word revelation because something disappears, but there is something that is also revealed in that process. And the mythology is really interesting. When we look at different cultures around the world, it's mixed. Some cultures perceived eclipses as positive events. Other cultures perceived them as negative. There were some where you could argue either way. It's a little bit more of a neutral mythology from the perspective of the subjective human experience. And the key point that I want to highlight from that is that eclipses in many ways are what you make of them. What is your relationship with this idea of disappearance, of something being here and then no longer being here and then reappearing? The abandonment wound is something that is so deep in our human psyche, not just individually, but also collectively. And so is, is there this experience of, of fear with disappearance? Is there an experience of relief, excitement, opening up to the unknown, or perhaps wanting to control and grip more to what we think we can control and know? So do you fight these disappearances, these shifts, these transformations? Do you resist them? Do you try to engineer them? Well, if that's going to go away, then at least I'm going to try <laughs> to make it unfold the way that I want it to unfold. And to me, that is an energy and that is an intention, just purely my opinion. You can take it or leave it. <laughs> but as an astrologer and as a human being who's also been through my own very subjective experience around transformation and loss and grief and disappearance and reappearance in my life of various relationships, connections, themes. There is an element of surrender that we can relax into around eclipses and eclipse energy. Can we surrender to the energy of the eclipse? Can we honor the energy of the eclipse? Can we revere how there is so much beyond the veil? There is so much beyond what we can see and what is visible. Having that respect for the unknown, the unknown of the disappearance as well as I don't quite know yet or understand what that revelation is for me. There is a bit of a chaotic energy, a chaos energy around this, this dance between what is known and seen, which is the sun, what is illuminated, and what is unknown and unseen in the shadows, in the dark, which is a little bit more of that lunar moon energy. What does your dance look like? As, as a soul, as a spirit, also as a human being, <laughs> navigating your own experiences here on earth. All of that being said, there, there are some insights that I want to offer around this particular eclipse in Sagittarius that is happening this weekend. It's happening at 2.44 a.m. Eastern on December 4th. And I'm going to break apart some of these ideas, get a little bit more specific, and also wrap this up with some thoughts around 
how you could potentially relate with this energy and connect with this energy of the eclipse. I hesitate to say the word work with it because as I mentioned a few moments ago, I emphasize the surrender piece, the observe, the notice, allow the revelation to percolate, to, to float up into your awareness and don't try to make it happen. And so this eclipse that's happening in just a few hours from the point that I record this episode, it is the final eclipse in a series of eclipses in the Sagittarius and Gemini axis. Sagittarius and Gemini are two astrological signs that are directly opposite one another. That's why I use the word axis. So there's a relationship here between the fire sign of Sagittarius, the air sign of Gemini. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. Jupiter is is expansion. It's big energy. Mercury is more connected to the granular, to the details of, of our thoughts and our thinking experience. And these eclipses, I'm going to recite these dates for you. And, and what I would encourage you to do, what I would invite you to do, if you would like to journal or just explore this for yourself, is recall what was happening in your life around these dates. And notice if there are any particular themes or relationships or places or connections that seem to be consistent across them. You could also look at Sagittarius and Gemini in your birth chart to understand where this particular series of eclipses has been impacting you most significantly. So for example, I'm Sagittarius rising. My ascendant is in my first house and descendant obviously in my seventh house. The first house is the house of self. The seventh house is the house of relationship or partnership. The first house can also be associated with body, the physical body, overall life direction. And so I've been experiencing for the last year and a half or so very significant experiences with relationship and partnership around these dates. Um, so see for yourself what, what pops up for you. We had the first lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on June 5th of 2020. We then had a lunar eclipse in Gemini, November 30th of 2020, and a solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 14th, 2020. A lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, May 26th of 2021 of this year. The solar eclipse in Gemini followed that on June 10th of 2021. And now the final eclipse, the solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th, 2021. The other piece here is I, I love to look at the chart for this specific time of the eclipse to understand what else is happening. If, if we were to think of eclipses and other astrological events as these cosmic plays, this cosmic theater that is occurring individually as well as collectively in our consciousness. The other configurations of the chart at the time of the eclipse is almost like what what is the other cast of characters doing? <laughs> How are they relating? Because the eclipse 
if we were to just say this is a solar eclipse in Sagittarius, we're narrowing our focus to just the sun and the moon, which that is rich enough. And there's so much that we could peel apart there around what does it mean to have the sun and moon conjunct in the sign of Sagittarius. But to flesh it out a little bit more, when when I looked at the chart for this eclipse, which again is occurring at 2.44 a.m. Eastern in the United States approximately, the new moon, so where the sun and the moon are conjunct or at the same point, is at 12 degrees of Sagittarius. This also places at this time the ascendant, which represents the horizon in the sky, at 13 degrees of Libra. Libra is ruled by the planet Venus. So the first thing we can do is understand what is the relationship between the ascendant or the horizon and the location of this new moon in the sky, as well as look to the ruler of the ascendant, Venus, and where Venus is in the sky to start to flesh out some insights and ideas. And what I find interesting is that with the ascendant being at 13 degrees Libra, it's in almost an exact sextile with the new moon at 12 degrees of Sagittarius. And a sextile is a kind of astrological configuration or aspect that, generally speaking, to me, I see it more as energetic flow. Like, if if we as human beings anything as as a vessel for energy if we have kinks in our vessel like almost think of a a, a tube or a hose <laughs> if there are kinks that prevents some challenges around energetic flow you can't have the water move through the tube easily you can't have the energy move through our bodies easily but a sextile or a trine is something where there's more of an opening available to us. So that's pretty significant, I think, um, in that there's something, there's something moving, really shifting. And when, when we think about Libra as an air sign ruled by Venus, Libra connects us to art, to beauty, to appreciation. What does appreciation really mean? Well, when we think of it in the monetary sense, which is a theme often ruled by the planet Venus, appreciation to appreciate means to grow in value. So there's a growth in value or perhaps a growth in our realizations or revelations around what we value. That can be very significant for us when we uncover more and more of what we truly value in this world and in our life. It opens up the opportunity to ask potentially what can feel like more difficult questions around how much is my life truly reflecting my values and where there is space or there is a distance between what I value and what I am actually embodying or acting on or even thinking and feeling, what do I do with that? There is an appreciation for that growth, for that work that I see through this chart. And Venus, the ruler of the ascendant for this chart, at the time of this eclipse is at 22 degrees Capricorn. 
And Venus is getting closer and closer to a conjunction with Pluto at 25 degrees Capricorn. These late degrees of Capricorn from 20 degrees or so to 30 degrees, they've been getting a lot of attention the last few months, couple of years with so much happening with Pluto. And transformation is a word that is overused, right? I use the word transformation even quite a bit. But when we are willing to really transform in the sense of ask these hard questions, these gritty questions, we're willing to tear apart the structures of our lives to create something new for ourselves. It's a very potent place to be in. And so I find that pretty significant. Um, Especially considering the ascendant at 13 degrees is, in addition to being in a sextile with the moon and sun at 12 degrees of Sagittarius, it's also in a trine, which is another one of those aspects in astrology, which facilitates more of an energetic flow. And it's in a trine with Saturn and Aquarius. Saturn and Aquarius is at nine degrees of Aquarius. And Saturn rules both Capricorn and Aquarius, according to traditional astrology. So these new structures that we've been working to create in our lives, whether it's related to your health or your relationships, your work, your ideas, your communication, these new structures are really starting to cement and solidify in ways that are perhaps even difficult to comprehend through our mind, through our thoughts. It's an embodiment of what we have been navigating the last year, year and a half or so. And, and the word that comes to mind here as well around this eclipse is legacy. What is the legacy that you are creating for yourself? What is the legacy that you come from? And what is that relationship to lineage? There, there can be this push and pull with tradition. Tradition as represented or represented by the sign of Capricorn also by the sign or by the planet Saturn, tradition has a potential stickiness to it. Well, this is the way we've always done things. This is just what you should value. And when we begin to awaken, when we begin to peel back, as I've said, these layers of what we value and who we are and how we want to show up in the world and what really matters to us, there can be a tension with the status quo. And that's okay. That is part of the process. Now, the opportunity here to bring it back to the chart for the eclipse is how do we communicate that? Not just verbally. I mean, it can be through our speaking and writing, but really, how do we communicate that through our bodies? How do we communicate that, allow that exchange of information to happen to say, 
this is what I value. This is, this is who I am becoming more and more of myself. And you, I acknowledge, are having your experience. And I'm bringing up all of these themes around communication and exchange of information. And what does it mean to remain connected to ourselves while also forming connections with others? These networks of ideas, of relationships, because according to whole sign houses, this eclipse in Sagittarius is happening in the third house. As I mentioned, the ascendant is in the first house, placing Sagittarius in the third. And the third house is connection. It's network. How do you form deeper and deeper relationship and connection with your node, <laughs> your own subjective individual node in the network while remaining open to receive, to give, to exchange with others, not to close them out? But to create, as I've, as I've uh, tried to illustrate, <laughs> all of these connections that don't have the kinks in the system, the energy is able to flow in the way it needs to flow, however it needs to flow in the moment. So these are all a bunch of themes and ideas and images that you can play with around this eclipse. I generally do not recommend or, or even for myself practice magic. And I say magic, meaning magic intended to manifest something during an eclipse portal. As I've said, it, this is really a time for surrender. This is a time for, for noticing, for observing, to allow those revelations and those realizations to come to the surface. So it is magic, if you are working with a magic, that is more receptive, that is connected to reverence. What are you willing to give? Reverence is an energy of, of respect. And when we respect something, we often want to give, right? It's not just taking. It's not just saying, this is what I want to create. This is what I want to manifest. It's also saying, how can we work together? What can I give you? And the other question that I would offer to you around what you can do to reflect on with this eclipse is when we think about Sagittarius as a fire sign, which we haven't even talked about in depth in this episode, but like I said, we could, we could talk for hours about this, but Sagittarius as the mutable fire sign, meaning the changeable energy of fire. It is the flickering flame. It is transformation. And so what do you want to place on the ceremonial fire for your transformation? The ceremonial fire that you respect. You respect its power. You respect the magnitude of what is happening for you. The magic of how you are changing. And with that respect... With that respect comes the realizations and the acceptance that in any change, <laughs> there are going to be things that are seen and known, and there are going to be so many things that are not seen and that are unknown for you. And that's okay. Take a deep breath. 
and allow yourself to be with that unknown. I hope this was helpful and this offered something to you around this eclipse event and experience. And if it did, I'd appreciate and love to hear from you. You can send an email to love at JanessaNichol.com. You can find me on social media, on Instagram, etc. You can find more information about the work that I do with people around quantum astrology sessions and my private coaching. All of that is on my website, JanessaNichol.com. I'd also ask, because <laughs> it is very helpful, if, if this did resonate with you, if this did touch you in some way, share this with a friend and consider leaving a five-star rating and or positive review, whatever's available on the platform, the podcast platform you're using right now. I really, really do appreciate and I'm grateful for that kind of support. And with that, I just want to wrap this up and say, you know, I know these energies around eclipse portals are very intense. The more and more that I have dropped into my practice with astrology, not just with clients, of course, but but more so in my own embodied and lived experience, eclipses for me have been some of the most deep and transformative portals and thresholds in my life. And I don't want to underestimate (laughs) how that can feel disorienting in the moment. So please just know you are not alone. You're not alone. (laughs) And I'm sending you such a huge energetic hug right now. I hope you feel it. And until we connect again, from my heart to your heart, I love you.